Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? I'm back from the IR. I have no teeth, four teeth, no wisdom, as my man Michael would say. And we are back to talk Steelers football on the Steelers Crazy Podcast. Sammy, roll that thing and let's get to it. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Steelers Crazy. The sickest Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. I'll tell you what, man. I still have a heart attack from this game. I missed Tuesday. I've been sending off tweets. You know, this is showbiz, as the fellows would say, and we're here to talk Steelers football. So, uh, first off, how are you? It's good to be back. I'm back off the IR. Yeah. We missed yeah. you on Tuesday. I had to hang out with a couple Steelers all by myself. Oh, my gosh, what a terrible time. No, it was cool. We missed you. I was joking around with you. For anybody out there who was wondering where Jordan was, he got his wisdom teeth out. He is not 16 years old. He's 30 years old. He's about to have a kid. He's a little late getting his wisdom teeth out, but that's okay. I got mine out at, like, 26. I messed with him. I said, they took your teeth out, but I hope they didn't take your wisdom, too. We still have it. I'm very optimistic going into uh, Patriots week, and I can't wait to talk to you about that. So with that being said, you know, we watched that crazy Bengals game. I mean, still, my my heart is still running just talking about it. And, uh, you know, we're going to start with the stock up and stock down. It's the favorite segment. Every every segment's great. And I can't wait for the Chris Wormley show. Uh, and, uh, man, football is, in, is back, baby. So, Sammy, let's roll those and start with that. Steelers stock up or down? I got right. too excited. It's stock up, stock down. You know, it's my favorite segment here on a Thursday. Yeah, I mean, what what better? So we'll start up with Devin Bush trending upward. I agree. Yeah, Steeler fans are rejoicing across the nation. Devin Bush has faced so much scrutiny, pressure. Every you know adjective you want to throw on this guy's shoulders certainly had a monkey on his back coming into the season, resulting from his poor season last year. Listen, the defense, as you have alluded to on your Twitter, was phenomenal. And I stand it, by. We'll get to that. <laughs> it was one of the best defensive performances I've seen since I've been alive from the Steelers. And that's 
you know, not an exaggeration. It's not. I know it was week one, but uh, I don't know the last time I saw, I think, what, four turnovers, six sacks, multiple forced fumbles. It's not like they were playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's not like they were playing the Houston Texans. This was Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, two future Hall of Famers, and a team that was in the Super Bowl last season. It was dominant. They shut down Joe Mixon. They shut down Joe Burrow. And a lot of that reasoning was because of Devin Bush. This is the guy in the middle of the field. He's the orchestrator in the band. So even if you're not hearing his name a ton, like an orchestrator in a band, he's the one essentially who's running a lot of the show. He's making a lot of the calls on defense. Uh, He's obviously, you know, right in the center, the thick of things. That's why it's so noticeable when he stinks, right? So nobody during this game was calling him out saying, oh, man, look how bad Devin Bush was. He was better than he has been in a long time. And if he wasn't, I don't think the Steelers have this phenomenal defensive performance. I don't think they win the game. And I think he's still getting a lot of heat from the national media, local media for sure. Steelers Twitter would be up in arms. Stock up, man. Yeah, I mean, first-round picks always have a lot to live up to, and uh, we hope that he could get back to, you know, that rookie season. And I still believe, as I tweeted before, and I stand by it. So we'll go with another stock up, Presley Harvin III. We know that he went through a lot of personal issues. Um, I think he lost his father last season. And uh, really, in the mindset going into a new season, um, you know, probably paying tribute to him. I, he has really been killing it, man. I mean, I, I'm so, you know, it, easy guy to root for. I'm really happy we get to talk about punters on this show. How often have we talked about special teams? Not a whole lot, but there's three phases of every football game. Offense, defense, and special teams. And the Steelers special teams was special on Sunday. In big part, thanks to PH3. He got a PhD in in punting the football on Sunday because, once again, another situation where he wasn't all that noticeable, which is good because if people were talking about a punter the entire game, it's likely that he put together a below average to poor performance. It wasn't the case. He looked confident. He was booming it multiple times. He pinned the Bengals back behind their 20-yard line. I like what I saw out of PH3, man. A lot of optimism. Last year, he just wasn't very good, to be honest with you. You don't draft a punter, spend that equity, and then have the guy be below average in the league. He was below average. I think you're right. Personal uh, dilemmas, uh, certainly challenges, probably a better word, uh, affected that. Easy to give the guy a pass. And right now, he's booming it. Good for Presley. Business is booming. Um and we're going to do a stock down Mitchell Trebrinsky. The, the thing is, is the offense just didn't excite me. They had so many chances when you have five turnovers. And this goes back to I'll just shed light on the tweet and why I stand by it is I was 18. We were seniors. I watched the OA. I'm not saying that that defense wasn't crazy. But this is the thing. Like as a football game as a whole, you have it, it's. I just it's I'm mind blown. I'm speechless when I watch that. And I went back when you sent me that thing when you were watching the Steeler game and uh, replaying it. And I went back and did the same thing. And I was just like, this is insane if this can continue. Uh, Yeah, I don't know how they won that game to be. Well, actually, I do. What am I talking about? I mean, you just said defense. I I mean, I think I'm still on anesthesia just like you. Um, the defense won that football game, no question about it. 
they look tremendous. The additions of Larry Ogunjobi and return of Tyson Alulu in the middle helped guys like Chris Wormley, who was great last year, but who was thrust into playing every single snap. It helped guys, of course, like uh, Cam Hayward, who was even able to, you know, take a couple deep breaths every now and then, even though the Steelers defense, I think, was on the field about 100 plays, which is just way too many. I know we're talking about Mitch Trubisky, but I, I agree with you. They won because of defense. Yeah. They didn't I, just wanted to, I know. I just wanted to shed light on yeah. that. But yeah. I just the offense as a whole. The offensive line did, you know, I said it. I would say it was like stagnant. That's just me yeah. personally. Well, let me hit on Mitch really quickly. Um, he he just he looked uncomfortable. Sometimes it's an eye test thing. His stats weren't, you know, awful. They also didn't, didn't blow anybody away. It, it was an eye test thing for me, and he didn't necessarily pass the eye test. Here's where I'll give him some slack. Saw a stat about first appearances by quarterbacks with a new team, and none of them went, went particularly well. Russell Wilson with the Broncos. How did that end up? Not good. Geno Smith. Yeah, Geno Smith beat him. Uh, let me let me think of some others over here. Of course, you got Trey Lance. I mean, he was there in the system, but his first start uh, yeah. this season, it didn't go so hot. Uh, some other quarterbacks on some new teams. Uh, I'm forgetting some right now. I, I don't know why I'm, I'm messing this up, but uh, they weren't they weren't great. They didn't look comfortable either. Some of the transitions. So, yeah, I, I think I give him a little bit of a pass there, but ultimately he didn't look too hot. Yeah. And we'll move on to obviously the biggest note of the game, the TJ Watt injury. It's not as bad as everyone, you know, thought it was going to be. Um, and obviously he wants to be out there. I uh, just kind of wanted to talk about that as well. Yeah, real quick. I just thought of another one. Matt Ryan with the Colts tied to Texas. Yes. Not a yes. great debut. New uniform, new quarterback, new team. Uh, we're talking O-line, right? Yeah. O-line. You think they're down, and I'm glad we can disagree here because I think they're up. I think at least in terms of pass protection, they gave Mitchell Trubisky a lot more time than we expected. And I've said before on this show, I think sometimes when the stocks are at their lowest, like the Dow Jones has been getting absolutely killed right now, it might be a little easier for them to go up, right? Because there's not much lower they can go. But I was proud of this offensive line. I came back with an optimistic view, which is shocking given the narrative around them. Uh, doesn't mean that they've vaulted into a top 10 offensive line in the NFL. However, maybe they're not the worst in the league. Mitch had plenty of time. The run blocking was still fairly atrocious at the end of the day. They couldn't get anything going on the run, but I think, I think, Mitch was able to scramble because he allotted them some time. I remember the couple big plays that Pat Fryermuth. There was a double end around that they blocked for for Mitch, even though he almost got sacked at the end. But the play took 38 seconds in the backfield to uh, transpire. So I give him credit. Once again, there's not necessarily one guy on the O-line that we're talking about this week as a disaster. And I think coming into this game, probably a lot of people thought we'd be talking about 05 as a disaster. Yeah, I agree. So do you think that the Steelers can survive through the Watt injury? I mean, it's, you know, Mike Tomlin always says it's the next man up. And uh, I think that, you know, they're signing people and uh, you it's just time to step up. Not really, to be quite frank. <laughs> it's a short answer. People might not have expected it uh, from me. 
Not really. I also tweeted today that I'm aware the Steelers are an underdog. A lot of people are shocked by that because of how the Patriots looked last week and the fact that the Steelers went into the reigning AFC champions house uh, and beat on them. But TJ Watt is their best player. Not by a country mile. Cam Hayward is, is in that conversation. But he is the best thing the Pittsburgh Steelers have going for them right now. What other team in the National Football League could lose their best player, right, and have teams, you know, or have fans be confident about them moving forward at least in the next handful of games? Do I think they can win against the Patriots, against the Browns, against the Jets? Absolutely. Those They're not playing murderer's row there by any means. But just look at the teams, right? I mean, Joe Burrow, the Bengals' best player. Are they going to win losing him? Dak Prescott, the uh, Cowboys' best player, quarterback. Are they going to win after losing him? Probably not. You know, you go down the list. It's not just quarterbacks, really, at the end of the day. If the Rams lost Aaron Donald, right, pit guy right there, I think Rams fans would right now kind of be saying, oh, bleep, oh, you know what, we're going to be in trouble, right? Yeah especially with the way they looked in game one. So I, I don't think it, we're hitting the panic button, but it, it, what team loses their best player and then confidently goes into the next handful of games? There's a reason they're an underdog. I think that's a big part of it. Some guys are going to have to step up. Of, of course, as you mentioned, Malik Reed uh, is, is really the main guy and our guy, Alex Highsmith, who was on Thursday's show. Check that out. Follow at Sick Podcast Steelers on YouTube and watch Alex. Is going to have to elevate his game even more. Don't know how the heck he does it. He had three freaking sacks. But I, I get it. What was he on replace, pace for? You, you can't said? replace the 51 sacks, Alex Heisman. Yeah. You don't replace the best player in the NFL, potentially, uh, with a guy that you just picked up off the street for a seventh-round pick. So what do you think? About, I, I disagree, but that, that's what we're here for. This is what this is about. This is, We're going we're gonna to talk it out. So with that being said, what would be your Steelers-Patriots final score prediction? I am. It's funny. I just talked to all that smack about why I don't think the Steelers are a surprising underdog. However, I have to stick with my morals, man. I picked them to start the season 4-0. We both did on our graphics. Uh, that's on my Twitter. You can find it on our uh, our Twitter at SickPod Steelers. So I'm sticking with Pittsburgh in this game. I think Acrisure Stadium is going to be absolutely booming. I think the Steelers' defense is going to build off the momentum they created, the confidence they created against the Bengals. Mitch Trubisky is going to be better. And listen, anytime you have another game under your belt with a new organization, you would anticipate him being better, right? Uh, and I think Najee Harris is going to play, which is a huge key. Patriots have some flaws. There's no question about it. They got exposed by the Dolphins last week. Dolphins receivers Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle tore up the new look cornerback uh, trio of the Patriots. A couple years ago, this team had Stephon Gilmore, J.C. Jackson, two premier corners in the league. Both are gone. And Malcolm Butler, a guy that obviously had the you know one of the most famous plays in Super Bowl history, is hurt. So the back end is crap right now for the New England Patriots. Mitch Trubisky has a chance to have his finest game, a chance to show out, Tell Steelers Nation, the fans in that building are going to be screaming, Kenny, Kenny, Kenny. They're still going to be screaming it. They're still going to be screaming Yeah, but he's got a chance to shut them up, at least temporarily. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I said 24-17 Steelers. I think that the offense gets going a little bit, even though I've been critical of it. Um, I just think the defense is, you know, obviously, again, I do agree to disagree in a way because I think that it's people like Alex Highsmith that step up. You know, Cam Hayward, he's a veteran in there. He's going to get those guys going. And that's why I say the next man up mentality, because that's what it is. It's Steelers football. It's uh, NFL. You know, it's you're playing against the best and you got to play like the best. Um, So I just don't see the Steelers losing at home. Um, I didn't even give you a score, so I got to find one over here. I will say the offense will be a lot better. I'll say it's still going to be a low scoring game. They're not going to, you know, the offense scored what one touchdown last week? Yeah. Yeah. Because they had, so the flip pass to Najee Harris and then Minka Fitzpatrick's defensive touchdown and then three field goals. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I think the offense is going to score three touchdowns. We'll tack on one field goal by Boswell. I'll go 24. 20 Steelers. Last game out, I had 23-20 against the Bengals. I missed it by point. It finished 23-21, so I'm back, baby. Let's go. Let's rock and roll, man. So let's lastly touch on the rest of the AFC North. Um, You know, we have the Browns coming up, and these teams could be undefeated just like us. I mean, I know, again, we uh, picked the Steelers to start 4-0, um, what do you kind of see in that? And what who, what players in the AFC right now are you uh, looking at? Maybe some of your fantasy guys. Yeah, I'll get into that. I went three and four this weekend in my seven fantasy leagues. So one and one for me. That's not bad. We're hanging in there. Five hundred. You can't hit the panic button in week one. You yeah. can't be knee jerk. So we're we're, we're cool Bengals with that. Can, the Bengals yeah. can. The Bengals can. Yeah, I'm with you. Be hitting that panic button right there in, in Cincinnati, whatever that stadium's called. Uh, I can't pay remember. You pay, pay core? Yeah, pay core stadium. It's changing, man. It's all about the money. This is showbiz. Yeah. That's what it's well, about. Yeah, so. I guess. It's like what the Steelers did their last couple of seasons, paying the core yeah. of their defense. TJ Watt, Mika yeah. Fitzpatrick. Uh, just, just crapping on the Bengals a little more while we have a chance. Before that, I think week 10 game when we see them again. I think we both picked, picked them to lose. I just We did. They're still a talented team. I'm not saying that, but man, yeah. I, I don't like Cincinnati and I don't like the Browns. So it's a good day anytime that we start off the season. Just like that Bills victory that no one thought makes me miss Big Ben. The, yeah, love Big Ben. Uh, the Browns are going to be 2 0, which sucks. Yeah. Not a very good football Lord team. Jacoby. They're holding serve without Deshaun Watson because their first two games are cupcakes at Carolina. Uh, and now they're going to play the Jets, who, for my money, with Joe Flacco and starting quarterback of the worst team in the league right now. They got pounded by the Ravens. I think it was 34-3. to three the Lamar show. Just an awful, awful showing by that team. Browns are going to beat them. They're going to be 2-0. The Ravens play the Dolphins. I think they could lose that game and be 1-1. One one. Bengals are going to get one back. They play the Cowboys. Uh, the Dallas just lost their starter, Dak Prescott. So this division we knew is probably the most competitive in football outside. Of course, of the AFC West, Chargers, Broncos, Raiders, absolutely stacked. But this is right there, right behind it. This it's is- not getting as much chatter as the AFC West, yeah. but it's just as damn good. I mean, the Bengals are in last place. This is the new. This is the new era of the AFC. I mean, so many trades and, and like you said, the quarterbacks and Joe Flacco is the quarterback of the Jets. Like, what year is it? Like, are we living in a <laughs> simulation? I do not know. Man. We used to go to those Steeler Ravens games back in the day when Joe Flacco. I never forget it. We were cheering against Joe Flacco. the AFC North. 
That was yeah. one of the best Steeler memories I had. Man, those Ravens games when Flacco would come to town and the Steelers would just beat on them. Yeah, a light Big jacket. Went to town. Perfect, perfect weather. Per- man, we were freezing our you know what's off. You gotta have you gotta have the long johns. You, I gotta teach you, man. Well, it's I'm not sure. just the long johns; it's the the heat warmers that you shake yeah. up in the f- the feet warmers. Yeah, or a bunch of alcohol. Whatever works. We can't do that anymore. But back in the back in the day, in those days, the Flacco Ravens days. Yeah, you needed some shots to keep you warm. Some James. I'm, I'm a more man cave guy, and then I like to, you know, re- go back and rewatch the game, just like you said, and really digest it. Um, because it's Steelers football. Uh, we're brought to you by the Sick Podcast, and uh, like I said, thank you for bearing with me. Uh, you know, I'm still hanging in there. I got the stitches and the wisdom teeth. I just wanted to come on here. You know, what and, have you uh, been eating? Uh, I've been eating straight soup, man. I can't like bite. <laughs> like it's it's. It's man, it's it's tough being on the IR, but I was doubtful. But I wanted to show that I still have my wisdom, so I showed up. Tell you what, you're a fighter. At the end of the day, we have nothing but admiration and respect for your toughness right now because it is unmatched. I did it. I did it for you. It's unmatched, and you got a better man cave going on for me right now. I got pillows and blankets behind me. At least I have NFL Network on. Yeah, I think I was. Uh, I think I was too much in a rush to show off my uh, my gear back here, but. Well, I'm playing okay, tribute with uh, Roberto Clemente Day, and he's one of my favorites. Um, my pap loved him. Pittsburgh loves him. He's just an icon. So uh, we're going to watch them in the Mets. Hold and, on. Uh, get back to Steelers football. There he is, the great one. Thank you. But, yeah, man, the Steelers are going to win. We predicted it. I tweeted it. And you live and die by the tweets. So, like I said, man, the Steeler defense is special. The offense gets clicking. You get hot at the right time. We saw it with the Bengals last year. 4-0. The Steelers are going to knock it out of the park, just like Clemente used to do. 4-0. Tough one this weekend. No mm-hmm. T.J. Watt. It's not going to be easy. You definitely Getting too close to the screen. Um, but th- but this is the thing that you that – you, do you see the Steelers losing at home? To- no. That's why I'm picking them. But if they – if they lose, it's going to be because there's no number 90 at outside oh, linebacker. Come on, They're man. It's a, it's, a, it's a team game. A lot of pressure. A lot it's of a team game. Bill Belichick on, hasn't man. started 0-2. I don't All think right. in 20 years or lost two straight in 20 years. A lot of pressure on right. the Patriots. I got – They need a win. I got one. We'll end it on this, okay? This is Steelers Crazy. It's been another sick podcast, a sick production. I'm JY, and this is Mike. And this, I have one more thing I'm going to ask you, okay? I'm nervous. When will we Pittsburgh rehearse. see Kenny Pickett on the field? What week? After the bye week. week. I think it's week 10. And why? Because I have them at 4-4 four and four at that point. Fans at Akershire are going to want more just like Steeler fans always do. Even if they lose in the Super Bowl, uh, they're going to, you know, freak out, of course, even though a team like the Lions has never won a Super Bowl. I don't know where I'm going with this. Anyways, week 10 after the bye week, Trubisky is average. The Steelers are going to have an average record at 4-4. Four and four. Kenny Pickett will come in later this season, just as they plan. Kenny, Kenny. I don't have a Kenny Pickett action figure or jersey, or I'd bring it out. Yeah. All right, it has been another Steelers Crazy podcast, a sick production. We'll see you next week. Sammy, 
Roll that thing, and here we go. Woo! And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.